Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? Welcome to the second episode of the Gibby Show, the weekly podcast covering everything about the game you love, baseball, and the Toronto Blue Jays. We are here with one of baseball's newest social media stars that just keeps growing each and every week as uh, each and every day. I mean, I can't believe the growth that this gentleman has seen. He's the former two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's a baseball lifer. He's an upcoming author of his book, Gimme. Gibby Tales from a Baseball Lifer. That's coming out uh, direct from San Antonio, Texas. My friend, Mr. John Gibbons. John, how are you doing today? Johnny, good, man. You know what? Uh, it's our second show, like you said. It is. And I, I can't believe how excited I was the last few days, ready to, ready to do another one. You know what? Uh, uh, you know, I sit out there, you know, I was you know, managing. I was in the dugout a lot. And, people, you know, we come out and people could boo you, right? They haven't been able to boo me from the, from where I'm sitting right now. So that ain't a that bad thing. That's true. No, that's not a bad thing. And what's a good thing is that this podcast just kind of took over the – took by storm baseball podcast – we have not left the number one position of baseball podcast in Canada. We're the number one sports podcast in Canada. You're the number 10 podcast in Canada of any genre. We're in the top, uh, one of the top baseball podcasts in America. You were number one in Great Britain. I mean, all over the world, people are getting gibbyized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is, is that many people, is that many bored people out there, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, mean, everybody loves a a unique experience. Everybody loves base. Everybody loves baseball. That's that all, true. That's what it is, you know. And you know what? Uh, yeah, a lot of people love the Blue Jays. Oh, that is quite true. Uh, this is uh, going to be great. Last episode, we had Josh Donaldson. Uh, you know the what? A, what an interview that was. This week, it's like hard to top Josh Donaldson. But this week's guest is. Somebody, I can't, you pulled it out of your hat, you called up, made a few calls. Alec Manoa will be joining us today, the ace of the Blue Jays. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, I've, I, I have never met the kid. I've heard nothing but great things about him, but uh, he's a natural and he's, he's, he's a perfect guy for us. You know, they're getting close to the playoffs. But, I, you know, the, the huge part about it, the perfect timing, you know, they just, uh, the Blue Jays just went into a, a big, important four-game series down in Tampa, you know, a tough place to play. And they, mm-hmm. they dropped the first two uh, decisively. And so he's got the third, third game, and he, he, he twirled a gem, right, shut him down. That, you know, that's what – he's a stopper. You know, he, people, he's, when they hear stopper, they think the reliever, right, at the end of the game. No, they're starting pitchers when they can stop. It wasn't like a bad, they were on a bad streak, but important games, they can stop a losing streak, a small losing streak. And they win the games you need to, or they give you a chance to. And, and uh, so, yeah, it uh, perfect time for him to come on here. You know what? And uh, oh, without uh, a doubt, without a doubt, and he's the a big leader, Puma, right? Sure. The big Puma is that the nickname? The yeah, you know that's 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 what he, that's what he's called. He, he told me that's what he's called. I mean, he could uh, he come up with a lot of good names for him. You know, uh, Haas, Absolutely. Boss. You know, you name it. Yeah, anyway. it's uh, it's gonna be an incredible week. Uh, Blue Jays. This is this is what you call. I guess you would call this entire week nut cutting time. Would that be correct? Yes. Oh yeah. It's coming down to the wire. There's not many games left. And uh you know, now that we have the, the extra um wild card spot, that, that it's been it's been tremendous for baseball. Now they're basically uh 
vying vying for positioning in, in the uh, for home field advantage and things like that. Uh, you know, the Yankees Yankees been playing pretty good lately. You know that uh, it's be awful difficult to catch them now. But that yeah, doesn't matter. The bottom line is to get in, you know, and, and uh, Toronto's sitting pretty right now. Yeah, it is. But the uh, and the Jays really, they have to really get into that um, into that uh, lead position for the wild card, so that ensures home field advantage. Uh, right now, uh, by winning the season series against the Jays, uh, uh, Tampa Bay has that uh, lead. If there's a tiebreaker situation. Uh, so the House of Horrors is uh, is there, still looming, but although that seems to have been shaken up a little bit with the two victories in Tampa Bay this past uh, weekend, uh, it's going to be a wild week for the Jays. It's going to be a wild week for everybody in contention. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be an amazing thing. Uh, but off the top, I mean, there's something that happened that uh, – uh, that you want to weigh in on, I mean, uh, and we're talking about our guest that's going to be coming and joining us. Uh, the manager of the Blue Jays, John Schneider, announced that a home field advantage in the wild card is on the line in game 62. The Blue Jays would use Alec even though he'd be unavailable in the first round. And I know you wanted a, you wanted a comment on this. No, I, no, I figured he, he was probably joking, wasn't he, when he did that interview? I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. No, I, you know, I have no idea what goes on behind the scenes or what they're thinking or anything like that, but is uh, an ex-manager, an ex-manager there, and a fan of the game. I, I, don't, I wouldn't understand that move. Uh, I, the only way I can understand it is if you needed to win that game to get in, right, get in the playoffs period. And, uh, uh you know, or if if your if your pitching staff is just uh, overflowing with you know, like if it was the old Baltimore Orioles that had four twenty game winners or something, you know, it didn't matter who you pitched. But that's not the case for the Blue Jays. It's not the case for any team really out there now. Uh, and to, in my opinion, to to, to skip your ace, uh, you know, for that game that, you know, that, didn't, that to me that doesn't make much sense. You know, I I would feel good rolling. Manoa and Gosman out against anybody, anytime, anywhere, you know. And then the way, you know, Stripling's been pitching, you know, they still, you know, if it goes three games, who knows, they, or eventually they got to have that extra guy anyway. But there's, I mean, there's as good as anybody out there, in my opinion, from what, I, what I've seen. So, um, and I, under, it, you know, I, I could understand it, but that's one of those, that's one of those things that better work, you know. Uh, yeah. But also yeah, from it, selfish, it, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it, uh, uh, you want your best guys Pitching, I mean, it's, it's it's difficult. You know, it's it's difficult to win in the playoffs. It's difficult to win. Yeah. Period. You want your top guys out there, man. You know what? And and roll the dice wherever it is, and hope that you're better than them. And uh, and even from a selfish standpoint, you know, this this is a chance for uh, mil- millions of people to to watch this kid uh, on the big stage when it matters, and he would become even more of a uh, fan favorite. You know, so and that's from a uh, selfish personal standpoint so i don't think it'll happen uh but if it does hey that's their decision not mine hey all uh, the jays just got to keep winning of course uh, the yankee series in boston at home uh against boston uh, uh for three games and then finishing up the regular season in baltimore uh baltimore was uh, in the hunt and they're still not totally out of it 
but it may be uh, it may be a series that uh, the Blue Jays can wrap it up and secure that home field advantage for the wild card series. It's going to be an exciting week, regardless. It's going to be a very exciting week for baseball, and there's so many teams in the hunt. It's uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's. Uh... What was it? How many years ago was it? Remember, it was like the final game of the season. There was like three games that mattered. It was the, the Red Sox were playing Baltimore, and they they got uh, remember they get a rain delay, and that got knocked out. They got knocked out. Yeah. And I think yeah. The the Braves were playing somebody, and they they got beat in the final game. And then uh, there was there was one other team. Maybe it had to do with the Cardinals or something. I, I don't know. But it was like three games went down to the wire. That's the beauty of, of the you know expanded playoffs. And uh, so, bottom line, let's just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, so uh, big week in baseball, and now, uh, you know, uh, you are, are, have started this uh, Gabby with Gibby uh, opportunity to bring on some of the biggest names in the game, and uh, our next segment is going to show you that Gibby delivers, Gibby delivers, and he's going to bring on the one and only, everybody calls him the ace of the Blue Jays, Alec Manoa. And welcome to another Gabbing with Gibby segment. Uh, it is our pleasure to bring on one of the premier pitchers in the game. Currently the guy many call the ace of the Toronto Blue Jays, a 2022 All-Star, 24 years of age. Someone who's also become a clubhouse leader for the Blue Jays this year, Alec Manoa. Alec, welcome to the Gibby Show and the Gabbing with Gibby segment. It's a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's, hey, uh, it, it's really cool. Hey, Alec, you know what? Hey, I'm still uh, – I spent a lot of years up there. I'm still a fan of the Blue Jays. I always will be. You know, it's a big part of my life. And I've heard nothing but wonderful things about you. You know, uh, you know you're one of the you're, – you're one of those – you know, you're, you're one of the guys in mean, sports figures that, that – I mean, that not only baseball, sports needs, period, right? You're uh, – uh, you're a personality, you know. I think I think so much is lost in the game now, where you know everything's just so blah bland and whatever. You got some personality, and you know what? You've got that. You you have everything it takes. I'm not probably. To, I've, you've heard this over and over. I guarantee, to be one of the great ones, and you're off to a great start because you, you know you have that fire, that intensity, and you know what? But you also got you also got a big old heart of gold, man. You know where where uh, you know you care about others and you lift your teammates up and and. Uh, and I know a big part of that's from your upbringing, right? I understand, you know, your, your mother and, and uh, you know, has been a big part of your life. And, and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, I, I want to know, too, how, how the heck did somebody from South Florida end up in West Virginia for crying <laughs> out loud? You know what? You know? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was kind of a, like, a, like, a, like a perfect blessing for me, I would say. Um, you know, I grew up in, in a household where very blue collar, um, you know, we had to work for everything that we got and. Uh, sometimes no matter how hard you work, you still didn't get it, you know? So, um, you know, my mom, my pops, they, they, they raised me to, to be, you know, humble and hardworking and, uh, to always understand that, you know, um, just cause you're working hard, that doesn't mean anything, you know, you got to keep going and, um, you got to keep chasing things that you want and, um, you got to take care of the people around you and, and you got to treat people well. And, um, you know, and, you know, my mom and dad always tell me, you never know who's watching, you know? So, um, just, just always, always try and do the right thing. And, um, you know, West Virginia was, was like a huge blessing to me. And, um, I was, I was kind of a little under underrated, you know, I was a big guy in, in high school. 
Uh, it was like 6'6", 245. I hit 450, you know, was a first baseman, closing out games, throwing 90, 92, you know, and it was like, it was like, man, how's nobody, you know, jumping on board? And um, the University of Cincinnati was the first team that saw me in a high school tournament. Uh, and they offered me like a 50% scholarship or something like that. And uh, I always had a, a, a bigger, bigger picture in my mind. You know, I always, uh, since I was a kid, I dreamt of, you know, being in the big leagues. And, you know, as a kid, you're like, man, I want to face A-Rod and pool holes and, and all this stuff. And, 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 and that dream was kind of just, I, I wasn't going to let it go away, you know? And, and in my mind, I was like, if it's Cincinnati or whatever it is, whoever wants to give me an opportunity, I'm going to go make it happen. Um, you know, that summer going into my senior year, West Virginia was one of the, the schools that was, was, was very genuine in everything that they did towards me and phone calls and they would go to tournaments and, you know, my team would be playing in a consolation game and all the other schools are watching the championship game, but West Virginia is watching me in a consolation game. and They're the only school in the crowd, you know, and, um, you know, just very, very taking their time and, and, and just really showing me how important I was to them. And, um, you know, I honestly, I took my visit, you know, to Auburn, took a visit to Mississippi State and took a visit to, to West Virginia. And, um, I had to wait till my senior year because I didn't I didn't have the funds to go on an unofficial visit. I was like, guys, I, I got to wait until you can pay for this uh, to go on an official visit, you know. Um, so a lot of schools kind of thought I was I was kind of just tailing them around and stuff like that. So a lot of schools kind of just fell off. Um, and some schools didn't want to hold scholarships that long either, you know, so kind of just they were like, we're not going to wait for this guy. But um, ended up taking a visit, Mississippi State, uh, Auburn. Um, and I, honestly, when I set up all three visits, I thought it was between those two big schools, you know, SEC, uh, some powerhouses. There's a lot of tradition, especially in Mississippi State. Um, you know, some big time schools and, um, and I've always wanted to pitch in that bright light, you know, so, uh, I, I took my visit at Auburn. I, I met Charles Barkley, you know, hey. and it was kind of cool. You know, it was, they rolled out the red carpet, Mississippi state, same thing, you know, great steakhouses, things like that. Um, you know, but when I went to West Virginia, uh, they, it was, it was more of a family environment. You know, the, the coach had a barbecue at his house. Uh, with other coaches and their families, wives, kids, other teammates, um, you know, really felt like I was at home, you know, and um, for me, that was the biggest thing. You know, I, I always believed in my ability. I believed in my talent. Uh, I believe in, in the work that I put in. and uh, I believe in God's path for me, you know, so uh, I, I felt like that was God kind of letting me know, like, hey, don't get fooled by the bright lights and Charles Barkley and the nice steaks, like, you're the kind of guy that comes from blue collar and family yeah. and all that stuff. Like, this is the place for you, you know? And the more I prayed about it and thought about it, um, I was like, people are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm going to go to West Virginia. And, um, you know, on my visit there, the people you meet, the people you talk to, just very, very, very blue collar, very genuine, uh, very down to earth. And, and that, was, that was what I wanted to be surrounded by um, if I was going to leave home. So... Uh, that was definitely hey, good for you, man. You know what? It, 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 I'm an outsider, right? But I've seen enough of you perform. You're a blue collar guy all the way. You know, there's, there's, you know what? And, and you know what? You're never, you're going to, you're going to get the most out of your career because of that. You're genuine. 
You know what? And that's what people love about you. That's what teammates love about you. And you know what? You're, you're a guy that you, you fight for things, you know, you're going to defend your own. You're going to do all that. All the good, all the good things, make great qualities to make up an individual, you know? So, well, that's cool, man. You know what? And that, you know what? Hey, good for, good for uh, West Virginia bringing in it's good for the blue Jays smart enough to draft you and shame on them other teams that didn't pick you higher, you know, but you know what? That's the way it goes. My, hey, Mike Trout didn't get picked till number 24 either, but I guess, what were you, number 11, 10 or 11? Yeah. That ain't bad either, man. You know, that ain't bad. All I want, I said the other day, I said, I want to be your agent, man. I don't know. You got an agent already? You got an agent? <laughs> I, got, I got a good one. He's, he's, been, uh, he's been by my side since, uh, since those high school days when nobody was believing in me. So uh, I got a lot what? of love there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I got some connections. They're not all good, but I got some connections. You know what? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i tell you uh alec i mean you've really become a clubhouse leader and uh when you're talking about uh what's happened in your career this year has been incredible for you i mean also there was a stat that i got yesterday that you are the youngest and the pitcher that is fastest uh had 300 k's in your career in blue jays history it's never happened before so your trajectory is it's just been a skyrocket. It's been what an incredible year for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I saw that, that stat the other day too. Uh, I forgot who had showed it to me, but um, man, just to think about all the, the, the aces and all the horses yep. done mm-hmm. in the organization. I mean, from, you know, from doc to Steve, to Juan Guzman, to, you know, Cito to Clemens. I mean, you know, the names just, down the list, it's 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 crazy, you know. So, um, for me to be the fastest to three hundred in, in the organization is is pretty crazy to me. Great, great accomplishment. Uh, I, I do want to ask one question. Uh, this year, you made the All Star team, twenty four years of age, uh, and uh, you had such a great game. But the question that I had for you was like, here you are, you're with three of your teammates, you're in the All Star game, uh, you know, you're facing the elite of the National League, yet you're mic'd up. Yeah, they mic'd you up, and I was like, I couldn't believe it that you're actually in the game facing these elite players, talking to the Fox commentators. Tell us about that experience. That had to be really interesting for you, talking to a national TV audience while you're pitching in the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, is it that easy? Really, is it that easy? It was crazy. I mean, it might have looked easy, but uh, the decision in the beginning was a little. Um, I was a little weary of it because, uh, you know, like you're going into the All Star game. Obviously, you're facing the best of the best on the other side. But then again, there's a lot of nerves running as well. You know, I've never never pitched in, in an atmosphere like that. And, um, you know, especially on that on that stage, millions of people watching stuff like that. So, um, yeah, they, they kind of told me, you know, um, let's mic you up. And I was, I was like, man, should I do this? And then then in my head, I was like, you know what? I, I go out there and I grind every game and and I'm and I'm and I'm pitching my heart out and I said this is the only game of the year it doesn't matter if I give up 10 runs there's no there's no ERA this doesn't whether we win the game or not like you know like there this is this doesn't help us win a world series anymore you know or anything like that so uh I was like you know let's let's just have some fun with it so I kind of think it uh it kind of kept me kind of loose and um really just allowed me to have fun out there and and I think that's that kind of helped me pitch good too as a hey, fan man. and a viewer, it was great. I mean, it really endeared me to you because it was like, what a what a cool guy to do this yeah. with all this pressure. And you had fun doing it. So that was that was my takeaway from it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, when you say, though, you were nice and loose, 
that's that's not you at all, man. When you're out there pitching, you know. Okay, you got to, you got a chance to relax, but you're like you're the uh, you know you're sitting there watching. You know, uh, Alec. You know what? A big part of success in the major leagues uh, in the this what the great ones. You know, you, naturally you got to have great talent, right? You're not getting nobody's getting by with you know l- lack of talent, right? You know, it's, you get so you got to have that. But it's the intensity, the motivation, all those things. In the and you and you gotta compete, man. And you know what? And you're in it on, on the pitching mound. You gotta intimidate. I'm 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 sorry. You know what? Uh, naturally, you're you're an intimidating guy with your size, but there's more to it than that. I've I've seen, and I've sat on the I've been sitting on the bench before, and I watch guys, and, and I'm thinking, you know, they get hit around and all that, and they never throw balls inside, or they, you know what? It look it looks like they're uh, they're cowering out there, what have you. And that's not knocking those guys. But I've seen the great ones you watch, they're, they're, they're intimidating. I've watched, you know, Roger Clemens and some of those guys over the years. And that doesn't mean, you're, you know, what you're, it's a show. That's, that's who you are. But, you know, you're a big guy. You're coming down. And that, that, that goes a long way, you know. And I was talking to these guys earlier. You had the game against the, the Yankees, right? And it, it was uh, second and third judges up, right? And you end up drilling them. Okay. I get it. I'm not even going to ask you, you know, intent things are like that because I know what happens because you pitch inside and all that. Right. But you, you're a kind of pitcher that you could have pitched back in the old days. You could have pitched back in my day you, and you can pitch nowadays, you know, because you're intense, you understand the game and you, and you just compete. But it, when I was playing, you know what happened? You know, you get second, third, you got the best hitter in the league or that, that particular year, or whatever, one of the top hitters on their team. And we'd be out there and sometimes in, in the, you're looking over and you're wondering, Hey, is my manager sleeping over there? We got, first base open are we going to walk this dude or you know he's over there i don't know eating sunflower seeds or something so <laughs> so the pitcher yeah I didn't, you know it's not like the catcher i was a catcher got the mound say hey, hey we got to you know let's, let's do this on our own no so <laughs> the pitchers all the time it was kind of coming on they drill that guy they'd save him they save themselves three pitches he'd go to first base and they achieve their you know while the managers were sleeping over the dugout they'd achieve their goal now i'm not saying that's what happened but i'm saying my point is Damn it! You could have pitched. You could have pitched any time, and that's part of the game. You know, a lot of that's respect and all that. And I get all that. And then, then the best part about it is, is I know uh, you guys are playing the Yankees right now too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not stirring anything up, but but then uh, you know, Cole, Cole came out and all that. And I, I get all that. You know, that's part. That's part of the competition. That's what happens when you get two great teams competing for a championship. Tensions fly. You know. The, you know, the, the, the Yankees have been top dogs for forever in this business. And you know what? But you're the leader out there. And you're, you know, you, you stay, you're standing up. For, you didn't cower, is my point, in, in regardless. So as a, as a guy that used to be a manager and, and to play the, it was in the game for 40 years, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot to that. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a big part of success, I'm telling you. Yeah, I just I, – I love pitching, man. I love competing. Um you know, I have a, I have a passion for it since, since I was three years old and my dad put a ball in my hand. And I was practicing with my older brother, his team, that they were five, um, you know, and then it got to the point where like, you know, hey, you know what, you can, you're just as good as some of these five-year-olds. And next thing you know, I'm playing with five-year-olds at three years old and I'm five years old playing with seven and eight-year-olds. And, um, you know, I remember my brother, he used to throw super hard when he was, a, when he was, young one of the hardest throwers in the league but he couldn't throw a strike um and we would have kids that didn't want to catch him you know because he would throw balls in the dirt and they're getting all beat up and um 
I remember, you know, my dad looked at me and he said, he said, hey, I know you've never caught before, but you want to catch your brother? Then I said, yeah, I'm not scared of this guy. You know, it's my brother. I'll catch him. Uh, so they threw some catcher's gear on me. And I remember first pitch, I, I didn't even get my glove up. Like, it just hit me right in the chest. Boom. Knocked me on my butt. And all the other kids would cry when that happened to him. I just picked the ball up. I threw it back at him. My dad looked at me. He's like, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I just, I, I didn't see it. Let me, let me get another one. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I just had a passion, a competitiveness that I, I, it's like, I wanted to get this done, you know? And, um, you know, and every, every time I was a kid, there'd be a rain out, you know? And every time there was a rain out, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at my mom and dad. Why, 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 why is the game canceled? We we could play, you know, the field's not that wet and you know, you're crying and, and you're seven, eight years old playing in a, in a, it's not even a playoff game and, or anything like that, you know? And, well, that's just the passion that, that, that I grew up in and loving the game, you know, and me and my brother, we've always had a competitiveness to um, to want to be good at this game, to, to want to be just as good as one another. Uh, we've had a competitiveness in everything in school and uh, riding bikes and races. You know, I mean, I have a scar on my forehead because when we were when we were four and six years old, we were running in the house racing. My brother was trying to, this is how competitive we are. My brother's trying to beat me and I'm winning. Uh, and he goes to try and grab me by the shirt and pull me back. But instead he pushes me and I, and I come like, I lose balance and I hit the corner of a wall and I oh. like, crack my head. In it. You know, like that's just the competitiveness. Like we've always had as, as, as kids, you know, and. Um, hey, is your brother as big as you? you uh, he, 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 he's not quite as big. Uh, he's about six two, uh, two twenty five. He's He's a big guy, um, but he's not quite as big. And that's that's definitely one of the competitions that, that we had growing up. We would always get home from school and, and write a little measurement on, on the wall to see, you know, who was growing, you know, who growing more than the other. And uh, it got to a point where he just stopped growing. <laughs> when I was three and five, you're talking about competing at the big – I was playing with uh, mud pies, mud cakes, man, or, or – <laughs> or, uh, or, or G.I. Joe's or and I had a sister, man, it might have been Barbie's too. No wonder I wasn't any good at this game. You know what? There's some, there's there's something special. There's something to the success of these guys. But yeah, uh, you know, definitely a little different. Yeah. But I uh I, I had a I had a question for both of you guys, actually. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, uh Alec, uh, I'm sure you and your brother, you watched each other's back and you know, everyone was always protecting each other. But uh here in the game uh recently. Uh, with the uh, social media being the way it is and Twitter, uh, there was a recent negative comment uh, that was directed towards your uh, teammate, Alejandro Kirk. You stood up for your battery mate. And then Gibby, you got involved as well uh, defending this. So talk about that a little bit as far as, you know, when you're always looking out for somebody and your teammates and John, of course, your affinity for the Blue Jays. And uh, you, you got involved a little bit too. So I'd like to hear both of your takes on, on that. Yeah. Kirk is a, Kirk is a brother to me, um, you know, and we're both two young guys trying to find our place in this, in, in this game. And, um, you know, we, we, we both play with a huge amount of passion and we're, we're both extremely talented and um, we have a really good connection, you know, when I'm on the mountain, when he's catching, and, um, you know, sometimes our, our body types aren't, aren't, don't fit everyone's perfect mold, um, you know, and 
the that's the beautiful thing about baseball uh, is, you know, in football, you're six, seven, 380 pounds, you're a lineman. Uh, you're six, four, 220, and you got a rocket arm, you're a QB. You know, you're, you're, you run a four, four or four, two, you're, you're a wide receiver or running back. Like, like there's a, there's a mold for every position. Um, in baseball, there, there's no mold. Um, there's a game of knowledge. It's a game of IQ. Uh, it's a game of talent as well. Hand-eye coordination. Um, but we're talking about a guy that, that was voted, was voted by the people, millions of people, uh, to start the All-Star game. Uh, this, this is a guy that leads the, leads the, leads the, 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 the league, uh, at his position in every category and batting average and, home runs, on-base percentage, least amount of strikeouts. Like, there's a guy that, that's, that's durable, that's, that's catching, you know, uh, I don't know how many games he's caught this year, but a, a ton of games. Uh, there's a guy that's DHing when he's not catching. Like, this is a guy that a winning ball club needs in their lineup um, and needs on the field and – uh, for someone to find the need uh, to just say something negative about that is it, that that to me kind of just uh, it, it wasn't right to me, uh, especially somebody uh, who has a verified account uh, who works for a, a a a big company who who has a podcast that a lot of people listen to. Um, this is a this is a person with a voice, uh, and, and some people listen to that. And for me, uh, using your platform uh, and having a voice is, is amazing. Uh, but when you're using it to put people down, uh, especially for their body type, uh, that, that to me is not cool. Uh, so that's why I decided to jump in. I usually don't, don't try and jump in on the, on the Twitter fools. At the end of the day, that guy calling Alejandro Kirk embarrassing for the sport or things like that, that's not going to change what Alejandro does. Uh, Alejandro works his tail off. Alejandro loves to play baseball. He loves to win ball games, and, and he helps his team do that. And um, doesn't matter what the hell that guy says. Doesn't matter what most of the population says. He's going to go out and he's going to do that, uh, and he's going to do that for this team. And, um, and so whether whether he cares about it or not, it, it just it bothered me. Um, so that's why I jumped in, and uh, I don't think anything he said is going to change our views or the way we work hard or anything like that. But um, I think me responding uh, kind of opened a lot of people's eyes because it doesn't matter what, what you look like. You, you, you can be 6'2 with a rock hard six pack and, and, and you can't catch as many games as this guy probably, you know, like Gibby. or you, you wear one ball off the ribs, you know, you, yeah. you wear one ball off the yeah. ribs and, 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 and there it goes, you know, now you're on the IL for, for, for two months. Exactly. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that goes into it. And, um, you know, this guy trying to say negative things just because, uh, what, we, we want to come fat? Okay, well, how come he's an all-star voted by millions of people to start the game? How come he's on a winning team uh, that's, that's, that's ready to do some big things and he's one of the big pieces? You know, so yeah. whether, <laughs> you know, whether you like him or not, you know, or whether you like what he looks like or not, first off, it's not that guy's, you know, business. Uh, uh, to care. First off, it's kind of weird 
uh, one man judging another man's body. Um, and yeah, exactly, and man. Dude, come on. Yeah, what he, <laughs> he's, if he's a fan of the game, be a fan of Alejandro Kirk, you know, like, you know, right. many, I, I was a little fat kid growing up, you know, that I stopped giving up because a rod, a rod had a six, four, <laughs> six, six, five, he was six, four, hit six home runs, 600 home runs. And, and in my head, I'm like, well, I'm a little fat kid. I can't hit 600 home runs. I don't look like that. No, I kept going anyways, you know, because you got guys like David Wells and big oh, yeah. dudes like Roger Clemens and, 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 and you got some big dudes in this game that have done some great things. Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, exactly. And Alejandro Kirk's going to put himself in that category as well. Um, so why are we going to deny all these kids of their dreams just because they don't look like a certain prototype? Like, no, man, that's not, that's not what baseball is about. Uh, hey, good for that's you. Not what, good for you. Exactly. Hey, good for you. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, 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 but part and pardon my French, literally. But there's there's always assholes out there, man. You know what they? You know they. Uh, I, who knows why they do it? And, they, and with social media, you know it. Uh, but that is the. You know what the beauty is of baseball? Like you said, you can be you can be big, short, skinny, heavy. It doesn't. You can you can you can look different ways. If you got a skill, if you can catch it, you can hit it or throw it. You can be successful. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And you know what? I was a big kid as a, as a, as a, when I was young, you know, and my, my brothers and sister and my mom would call me Husky, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, what? It, does, it doesn't matter who, who cares, you know, he's, he's a great dude and he's, he's having some success, but there's always people that are going to knock you, but good for you, man. Come and do his defense. Absolutely. You know, that, that's important. That's not just important in the game of baseball. That's important in life. You know, and people get to see that, you know what? It wakes some people up because there's some turds out there. We all know it, you know, and, uh, uh, but that, that, that is impressive. Impressive. You, you know what, Alec, like I said earlier, you know, it, uh, people have fallen in love, in love with you. Not just because you, you, you're a great pitcher and you, you know, you're going to have a great career, but it's because who you are, what you stand for, what, what you represent. And you know what, that's what matters. You know, there's a lot of great players out there that are, that are jerks. And they don't, you know what, they don't care about anybody else. And that, that just, you know what, they're good. So, okay. And they help you win, whatever. But that's what I think draws people to you. And, uh, you know, your mom and dad did a great job. That's the bottom line, you know, in raising you that, that, that's obvious. And, uh, uh, it's been fun. You know, it's, it's fun talking to you. Now I got to ask you a couple of questions about my boy, Pete Walker, right? Uh, Petey. Hey, by the way, you were talking about a, a quarterback a minute ago, or uh, could throw the ball. He told me you, you get, you get loose with the football. Yeah, I do. Um, this off season, I started doing that, um, because I feel like when, you know, uh, this past last year was probably the longest, you know, season I'd ever had. And, and then the shortest offseason, you know, going into big league uh, camp again this year. Um, so, like, kind of getting used to that throwing program and, and adjusting the throwing program a little bit. Um, but when I started throwing this year, um, you know, my arm was kind of getting a little bit long. Um, yeah. And I was like, hey. I kind of shortened this up and then you know we had our, our turkey bowl you know me and the family you know my brothers and cousins now that we get together and we go do the turkey bowl and and they don't let me play you know they're just like hey you're QB you know just throw the rock can't let you get hurt um so as I'm throwing I'm like okay and then I'm like hold on like this is a nice short arm action I'm like this kind of clicks with you know because when you're first starting to throw you're, you're not throwing hard 
you know, just throwing nice and easy. So you can kind right. of start to create bad habits as you're doing that. You know, you're, you're only throwing 60 feet, 100 throws or whatever. Um, so in my head, I'm like, I kind of felt like I was creating some bad habits. Um, so I started throwing the football, um, ended up reading up that, you know, Nolan Ryan, you know, used to throw the football and stuff like that too. So I was like, okay, well, we're kind of on a, on a good track here. Let's just keep doing this and see where it takes us. And um, yeah, I just think it really helps me uh, get that front side kind of locked in, you know, keep a short arm angle, get my shoulder nice and loosened up and um, helps me stay on top of the ball instead of kind of around it. And yeah, um, yeah I feel like it's, it's kind of helped me a lot this year. Hey, you know, in 1989, I was in camp. I played in the Texas with the Texas Rangers, right? I ended up playing AAA with the Rangers. Tom House was their pitching coach. Yep. Nolan Ryan was in camp. Nolan was on the team, you know, back then with the Rangers. So I go to spring training and I go out there, everybody's, the pitchers are all flipping footballs around. I thought, you know, I'm shocked, you know, but that was Tom House, I think, kind of introduced it, a little bit of that back then. And uh, so I started doing it. And we, I was having fun, you know, maybe the old, old quarterback days. But also, have you ever seen a, a quarterback that couldn't whistle a baseball? No, man, they can all whistle a baseball, too. So, so anyway, so I started throwing. I had the best throwing year of my life. My shoulder never felt better as a catcher. Yeah. I still couldn't hit, you know, but so that didn't help my hitting. But uh, but that was back then, and like you mentioned, Nolan Ryan and Nolan was on that team. I'm thinking there's something there's something to that. So I, I you know what? Hey, next you, by you saying this, next thing you know, you're gonna you're, everybody's gonna be out there throwing bombs, you know, <laughs> before the in front of the dugout trying. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, but... hey, you know what though? Hey, you could uh, you know you got two sports stars. You know you got Otani that you know hits his, hits and pitches. You know you had Bo Jackson some of. The, People look at. I'm, I'm pretty sure people wanted you to play football too. Say, you maybe you can play for the Argonauts, you know, in the in the off season. So yeah, maybe like uh, uh, just yeah. Come I, but, a couple of days. I don't know if you're going to sell Pete Pete Walker on that football, but but keep trying. But uh, hey, uh, how's Petey, man? Petey, Petey, Pete pitched for me in the minor leagues with the Mets, and then when, we, when I came back from a second go round, he'd been in the bullpen, yeah. and then we made him the pitching coach. And, and uh, in my my opinion. There's nobody better, right? And you're not going to find a better human human being. But that sucker, he gets thrown out more times than uh, ejected, more times than any pitch coach I ever. Winner, that, am I right? He's a, he's a winner. He he wants to he wants to win. He he doesn't care if it has to do with our pitchers or the hitters or whatever it is. You know, he just has a passion for winning and 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 backing his players up. And yeah. and man, he does he does a great job with the with the pitching staff as well. I feel like. Um, you know, kind of going from stadium to stadium around the league. Uh, you watch other guys throw bullpens and stuff like that, and you see pitching coaches how, you know, I, I've seen pitching coaches stop guys during bullpens and talk about, you know, analytics and spin <sighs> rates and things like that. And, um, you know, Pete, Pete, Pete didn't, didn't coach me until probably five, six starts into the big leagues. And, and the reason behind that was because he wanted to learn me, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's what makes him so good is yes. it's not about him. You know, he's like, he doesn't care if he, if he makes a tweak that changes your career, he doesn't care that he, he doesn't get the knowledge or, or the, or, 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 or the love for it. He, he wants you to do great. He wants the team to win. Um, and, and he can't, he can't help coach you if he doesn't know you, if he doesn't know what you're working on or what yes. your weaknesses are and what your strengths are, things like that. So for me, he kind of felt me out for, I would say, you know, a few starts, you know, see my routine, 
see how everything kind of, you know, what I'm working on, just ask questions. He was asking questions and things like that. And um, I think that's what makes him so good is it, it's not about him. And uh, the other thing is, you know, like I, I, I am kind of old school. Uh, you know, I, I can read the data and the analytics, but I don't throw bullpens with TrackMan or Rap Soto. Um, I, I, I don't do anything like that. I feel like um, when I'm on the mound, there's not a specific data or something that's going to get me out of a jam. You know, I have to get myself out of that jam and I have to know myself to the T uh, in order to understand, you know, if I'm flying balls this way, what I got to do to get them over here. If I'm hanging sliders, what I have to do to, to finish them, you know, and, and things like that. And um, I think that all comes internal. That, that's not going to come from an iPad reading you data, you know, and if, if you're in a bullpen and, and you're throwing balls with X amount of, you know, vertical break or horizontal break. And then the next one you throw it and you're like, okay, there's the break. You don't have that in the game. You know, you have to figure it out yourself in the game, you know? So right. um, I think Pete does a perfect job of perfect not being analytical, like, Hey, you need to do this or you need to do this. But, but being able to be like pitching coach, like baseball mind, talk to you about mechanical adjustments, things like that. And then having the analytical team, you know, where he understands all the numbers and stuff like that, but that's not where his foundation lies, you know, but right. he can do it to help you, but his foundation will lie in, in pitching, competing, um, you know, mechanics, um, the nuts and bolts moving on the rubber, you know, little, little tricks like that, you know, and that was one of the things yeah. that, that helped me the most last year. I was getting a lot of guys, Sinker was just running away from me and still. Oh, was Judge one of them? <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry no, that, my bad. That, uh, I led the league last year and hit by pitches. I only had 20 starts. Nothing's you know? wrong with that. Did it hurt you? No. And I'm, and I'm not in second place this year, you know. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so hey, I'm going to say, hey, hey uh, you can throw analytics out the window with, with your type of pitcher, right? You know, and I say this with the, the aces and the top dogs in baseball, because you know what? If people are smart, they, they throw you out there, right? And they, they watch how you're pitching. And third time through the lineup, that's, that's one of the big things now. That doesn't matter with guys like you, right? Because, you know, things may bump up and down and all that. It, do, it doesn't matter. You're not going to lose whatever you got, right. you know, it, just because of the third time through the lineup when you're, when you're really good. Is, is a lot of these teams are worried about the third time through the lineup and, and yeah. the, about the analytics and, oh, they've seen you three times, things like that. But – um, for me, I'm, I'm planning on going through the lineup three times from the first inning. Yeah. So when I'm facing the first batter, uh, or, or I'm facing you for the first time, I'm, I'm trying to, to keep some eggs in the basket for later. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not pitching to just get through one, any, uh, one time through the lineup or two times through the lineup. Hey, I did my job. No, I'm trying to get through this game as deep as possible, knowing that, Hey, I might throw you seven fastballs in the first inning, but you didn't see my changeup. You didn't see my sinker. You didn't see my right. You might have got a single, you know, or, or you might have popped out and I didn't strike you out, you know, but that's not what I'm playing for. I'm playing for how can I set you up maybe later? Um, how can I get deeper in the game? How can I just get ahead, you know, and, and, and then kind of understanding the way the game is going, I think, uh, kind of helps that as well too, you know, if, if some guys are letting a lot of first pitches come through, you know, okay, well, I'm going to keep throwing them and then understanding, okay, now they're going to get a little more aggressive. 
Um, or, hey, they're starting off aggressive. Okay, maybe we got to give a little bit of junk. And then then we start, you know, back You're thinking, to man. the heater yeah. later. Um, I think it's, it's kind of just a process through the whole game where you're trying to learn as the game is going on and you're adjusting as it's going on instead of, hey, go get us two times through the lineup and then, you know. Hey, we'll you're not a robot, man. You're a human being. But I'm telling you, Roy Halliday, right? I had Roy, right, in Washington. Roy – Roy would always lead the league in hits allowed, right? He'd give up his hits. He'd attack you, especially early in the game, early in the count. You'd get some hits. But, he'd all, then, but he had that tremendous sinking, sinking fastball, and then he developed a cutter, and he rolled his ground ball, right? But when, when guys get in the scoring position, you know what? You're seeing a different guy. And, yeah. and you're one of those guys, too. I mean, I, I saw some numbers. Your numbers. See, everybody's in numbers now. <laughs> Where, when guys in scoring position, you're tough, man. You're, you know what? Things get a little bit tougher. And that's when you rise to the occasion. That's what's, you know, that's what separates the really good ones from bad ones. But sometimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving up hits. It's just, when do you give them up, you know? And, uh, but, you know, if uh, not just the manager and coaching staff, but if people in the stands can tell when you're getting tired, right? And that's what, that should alert the manager, you know, and the, and the coaching staff was time to take you out. And you're, being a human being, you may, you may roll off a string of long outings, right? And, and that's where you're going to get a little tired sooner or later. And that's what that's, you know, if, if you're sitting there watching the ball's coming up, it's flat, you're getting hit a little, whatever. That's the time you take you out early. Right. I mean, the common sense, catch yeah. your breath next time you're right back to who you are. So as far as, you know, the top pitchers in the game, you can really throw that analytics. Maybe they ought to, they ought to move it to third time through the line or fourth time through the lineup for the, no, I'm serious <laughs> because it, it it's unfair. And, and I've, and I've seen a lot of great outings where guys get yanked and you're going, what are you doing? You know, and next thing you know, the guy that I've looked in the other dugout and the guys on the, uh, other team are going, Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Asshole. You did us a favor. Next thing you know, the game flips <laughs> because you know what they took, the, you know, the guys rolling, but you know, the numbers say this. And so anyway, yeah. so I, hey, I uh, really hate to get, you know, and, and that's why I love what, what our organization does as well. You know, is is we try and play the matchups, but, but we also have that, that baseball mentality, you know, uh, Hey, we're going to live or die by, by our horse on the mound and, and you know we got we got a, we got a lot of them. Strip is is a horse, and Gosman's a horse, and Barrios is a horse, and and and, and I'm trying to trying to put myself in that good team, spot. man. Um, I think the the team has done a good job of letting us, you know, whether it's two three times through the order, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, they they trust that if they do pull us from the game, it's because okay, hey, we feel like the stuff's falling off a little bit. You're a little tired, but it's not, hey. You know, your worst third time through the order. So we're going to pull you before it gets bad. Like, I, I think they're they're trusting, you know, who exactly. we are. Exactly. You got a good bunch. Pitchers. You know, it uh, – yeah, it uh, – I mean, obviously the game's changed, you know, in, in the – but, it, but it's, 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 there's got to be different rules for the top pitchers in the game. I mean, that's just uh, – and, you know, I can tell you, you know, I told you mentioned Halliday. You know, sometimes you go to take Halliday out. And this, this – I guarantee you this is you right here, you know. You come out of that dugout, you know, is, is uh, it, it's one of those deals you, I can remember never, you know, a lot of times you come out of the dugout, you, you signal right away, give me that guy right in the bullpen, right? Yeah. With Halliday, you never did that because, you know, there's a chance he might change your mind when you get out there, right? right. You go, I, I better, maybe I'm going to give him a chance to convince me that, you know, I better leave him in. And I always viewed it this way, too. If I'm going to take the starting pitcher out of the game, the guy I'm bringing in, Better. I hope he's better than the guy. The guy got out there, and usually in your case, that's not the case. Now you get later in the game, you get your specialist. Okay, 
but before that, so if I'm not going to bring in somebody that's better, what am I doing any, anyway, you know? But uh, I tell you what, too, back to how they sometimes, a couple times I went right away and he looked at me like, and he got that look, you know, Doc didn't say much, right? He, but he looked at you and go, oh, you know, so I'm walking up to go, oh, crap, right? So anyway, but he wouldn't say nothing. And you go, and you know what? He was like a manager's dream. He wouldn't, may not, may not agree with you, but he would never bury you. He would never do that. And you're that same kind of guy. You know what? You, you may not understand it. They take you out, but you know what? You're not going to sit there and carve somebody out because you're too much of a team guy, too much of a character guy, you know? And, uh, uh, but you, Hey, I'm going to tell you, you guys are rare now. You guys are rare. So, yeah. but, uh, anyway, one last thing we got to let you go, man. You got a ball game tonight for credit. Line. We're going to make, you're going to get fined for being late. Cause we're, we're holding you up. No, Which good. I'm sure you, I'm sure your uh, your shoe contract, whatever you're working on, uh, will cover that fine. But uh, <laughs> hey, hey, last thing on Pete Walker, one of my favorite guys of all time. When Pete, when Pete first started, was a, the the pitching coach, uh, the main dog, right, main guy. We'd sit next to each other on the bench, right. In the in his first year, he was. I looked at some time. I hear him. He was like hyperventilating. He was breathing real deep. He's. I go. I look at Pete and I said, Pete. Relaxed, are you all right? He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm fine right there, man. I'm fine. I said, You got to relax, dude. I said, They're the ones out there performing. It ain't me and you, man. You know, we're hiding here in the dugout. So, so you got to relax. So, ask about that. We joked about that all the time. But I know one thing when you're out there on the mound, he's not there and they're breathing hard. You know, he's out there. He's out there. He, he's loving watching. He's one of the best. So, but listen, we can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, we're big fans. We're fa- all fans of the game and, and uh, what not only what you're accomplishing at such a young age, you know, what you represent. Um, uh, it's, it's, you're more than just an athlete, you know, you're, uh, just a good human being. And, and, uh, like I said earlier, your mom and dad did everything right. And so we wish you the best, by God, I better see in that uh, first game of the playoff and not game 162 or, or, you know what I, <laughs> I'm, ter- I'm canceling my uh, prescription or my uh, subscription. <laughs> whenever, whenever it is, I, I'll be ready to go. And uh, Of course, man. You're a team player, brother. I'm, I'm, ready, to, I'm ready to represent this country uh, as best as I can for, for as long as I can. But remember one thing, too. When we do stupid things in this game, and I'm speaking of decisions we make because I've made many of them, the baseball gods punish you. You know what I mean? So that's the thing. <laughs> I hope everybody well, does things right. Oh, I, I said one thing about this game because I've made many a dumb decisions in my day, plenty of. That's why I'm not working right now. But <laughs> if you do, if you do, if you do things that are uh, counter to common sense baseball, and, and you and you you don't let the fans you know, enjoy the marquee players, whatever, the baseball gods punish you. You know, and they may, you know, and the next thing you know, you're going, "What happened?" But remember that I said that anyway. Alex, hey, finish strong. We're proud of you. Keep it up. Uh, lead that team to the promised land, will you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to do it. All right, pal. Say hello Thank to everybody for us. I will. Thank you very Remember much. To, hey, tell Pete to breathe. 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 <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, pal. Thank right. you. Have a good one. What a great interview that was, John, with Alec. My goodness. I mean, what a great guy. Yeah, you know what, Johnny? I, I you know, I, I it's first time I met him, but you know, I've heard a lot about him. Obviously, that, uh, yeah, just a first class individual. He's got a heart of gold, you know, and that, that's that's a big part of why uh, people love him so much. You know, not just because he's a great athlete, and he's a great baseball player. It's because he, they, you know what, he uh, 
Put it this way, he's got his life together, you know. And like I yes. said earlier, his his, uh, his mom and dad did a tremendous job. They really did, and uh, you know we need more of that in, the, in this world today. Absolutely, very gracious with his time. What a great guest, and uh, we can't wait for the next uh, edition of uh, Gabbing with Gibby and see who you're going to have for us next time around. But now it's time for the Ask Gibby segment. Of course, we've gotten a tremendous response. Uh, sending questions the fans have been to askgibbyshow at gmail.com. We're going to start off this segment with a a question from uh, that came in through the Gmail account from Martin Kaplan. And his question is, do you feel that managers have less influence than they had years ago? How often are the GMs or the analytic employees making out the lineup or even deciding what relief pitchers should be brought in? Your viewpoint on that? Well, thanks for the question, Martin. Uh, well, there's, they're definitely much more involved now than they, they ever have ever been. And, in, in, uh, you know, I'm sure each team's a little bit different. Some may be more but, than others. But I'm telling you right now, you're not getting a, a job managing if you're not willing to take your marching orders or, or uh, listen to the front office. And that's, you know what? There's a lot. They're, they're providing a lot of good information. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I think uh, they've kind of lost the sense of uh, the, the human element in the game. You know, like you know, if if you could guarantee a certain outcome with something like if these guys were robots, okay. But it's that's not baseball. But there's also some very good info that's, that's helped the game out a lot. But uh, yeah, that's one of my beefs. Is I I do think that most teams, I would guess probably all, make out the lineups. You know, and they juggle it. Used to be in baseball. You know, you guys, guys, the players would get all pissed off if they weren't hitting the same spot every every night. Uh, they had to look at the thing and well, one day I'm hitting second, one day I'm hitting sixth. You know, unless they were struggling, right? Uh, so maybe that maybe they bought into that now too. Um, and as far as as far as pitching changes, I think what happens they're not they don't actually they're not actually sitting there with a, a mic in the air going, hey, uh, go get this guy up, bring bring this bring Joe Blow in there uh, in the seventh inning. But I think they they lay out, and a lot of it's very useful. The uh, they'll they'll look at uh, what this this relief pitcher, let's say, what his style of pitching, how it, how it matches up with a particular hitter on the other team, and that does have some value. It's not guaranteed, but and uh, so then you now that everybody every reliever has to face at least three guys, you, I think you just kind of map out that that slot, that block of three hitters where it where it fits into. These might be the best guys after they get the opposing team's lineup. They might fit in best, and then you kind of do your best to uh, to match that up. But uh, uh, you know what? But my thinking is, if I can't make a, if a manager or me, whoever, I don't care who's manager, can't make out a lineup, something's <laughs> wrong, and I'm probably not very good, you know. And uh, but you know what? Hey, yeah, we've, hey, we've tried to screw up the changed. game. Hey, Johnny, we've tried to screw up the game of baseball for years. We keep trying, trying, trying. We can't, man. You, sooner or can't later, it, it comes back to back to yeah. the norm. That's very true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just an interesting part of the game today and the evolution of it, of course. And I think the old school managers or uh, the ones that uh, are a little bit more outspoken about it than some of the young kids who are trying to get their first uh, job as a skipper. Uh, we have one other hey, question. let me ask you a question, though, you, real quick. Go, go, right ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, go ahead, John. You know, is the game better now? I don't know. Is it, I mean, in, in, I, don't know, I wish they had pulled that. Do people think the game's better now, the way it's run like this? You know, I mean, are the statistics dramatically different that it's benefited that much more? Or, or, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a 50-year baseball fan, and I love the game more today than I ever have. I mean, I love uh, everything about it, you know, the evolution. Some of the things you were like, I wish it was 
from you know that era or that rule change gets you a little bit. But uh, I love the game of baseball, and I love it more today than I did when I went to my first game in 1966. So that's the answer, John. Well, there you John. go. I love it, man. I love it. Well, and and yeah, I would love to. Well, hey, you're a smart guy. You're a smart <laughs> yeah, guy. You can sit there and decipher I all that info. genius. my problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a smart guy too, man. You've accomplished a hell of a lot in your career huh? in baseball, and you've done an incredible huh? job, and, huh? and now, you're, now you're a podcast star. <laughs> you're a podcast star. But I tell you one oh, thing about God. loving stuff. Uh, I, I would love to catch uh, – a baseball that is historic. Uh, now there's like the seven hundred. Why do you need the money or what? Well, you know, you'd always use a little extra cash. Everybody can, <laughs> no matter what you do and who you are. But uh, I want to ask you this question: What do you think about the fans who catch milestone home runs? What do you think they should do with the baseball? For example, Judge's sixty-first home run or sixty-second, which people are saying could be worth a few million dollars. Pool hole 700th or whatever. What's your take? Keep it. Give it to the player. What do you do with that ball? I'm hey, I, I'm 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 keeping it and selling it, man. I'm a capitalist. I mean, uh, I, I yeah, I see all the time. You know, when they they you know some the club will send somebody out there to try to get a ball. I know they do that a lot. I, I don't I don't know if that's necessary. I think it's kind of one of the beauties of being a fan. You you happen to get this ball right here, and uh, and I don't think I don't think it makes me money hungry or anything, but. Sell, sell, hey, sell it to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Let them buy it and uh, let them give it back or do something with it. But, um, yeah. no, I, I get it. It'd be, it's a nice personal collection uh, for that individual. But guys that do those kind of – I mean, that have those kind of – or looking at those kind of records or historic balls or whatever, their trophy case is full. They probably don't even have enough room for this, so it's not like they have to have it. But I'm telling you, as a fan – I guarantee you, somebody that catches the 700th home run or, or is going to catch Judge's ball, he's going to take a beating, man, because there's going to be a mob right. trying to get to that thing. Right. And he's, he's going to have so many people on top of him, what have you. So he's, he's earned that ball. But, you know, if they, if, they, if they decide that, I'm sure they'll get rewarded nicely. But uh, I don't know if they get rewarded as much as they could if they uh, – they do it themselves, you know. So Yeah, memorabilia is hot right now, obviously. So, I mean, that money. And if you're taking your life in your hands to catch that ball, well, you know, you're going to have a thousand people, you know, like, piling on top of you. I mean, it's worth the uh, – it's worth it. Yeah, plus, you know, the, the fans in the games, they, thank God they finally put up some netting along the, the, the lines in there. But they're ducking line drive foul balls and all that. So – you know what? They get they get a ball. It's like the greatest thing in the world, right? So now that they get one of these right. balls, you know what? You know what? I won't have to worry about it because I'll never hit that many home runs, or I never did. I hit one, so. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, did I, remember I get that, that ball? Day. I don't even know if anybody gave me that ball. I didn't want it, man. I didn't want <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted you it. Got en- you got enough stuff in your trophy case, too, though. You've had a great uh, – You've had a great career, John. (laughs) Uh, We're looking forward to next week. I mean, next week is going to be a big show. I don't know who our guest is going to be yet, but uh, it'll be somebody. And, of course, it's it's nut-cutting time, as Gibby says, all this week and next week, and we'll cover it all on this podcast. Uh, That's going to about wrap it up uh, for this edition of the Gibby Show. I want to thank John Gibbons, of course, and also special guest today, Alec Manoa. 
from the Toronto Blue Jays. What a show it's been. I want to also thank our creative director, who's been doing such a fabulous job, Chris Sabunia, and our researcher, Dominic DiBiase. For John Gibbons, this is John Arezzi. We want to talk more baseball with you each and every week here, so keep tuning in to The Gibby Show. Have a great week, everyone. Go Jays, and let's go Mets.